Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Gateway to Cinema, the spinoff of the main podcast, of the far more popular podcast, Reboot Already Underway, the search for Santa Paws to the main podcast's Air Buddies. When, when you're doing a spinoff of a spinoff, and it's a Christmas spinoff, that's when you give up. That, that's the line. Just so we're all aware. That's the line. Don't go over it. That's it. All right. Yeah. Have you seen any of the Santa Bud or all, any of the Air Buddies movies? I've seen Snow Buddies. I don't know which one. I know I've seen one of them, but I don't know which. Snow Buddies is the one where they get shipped to Alaska and become like a dog sledding team or something. Remember when in Air Bud, the dog doesn't talk? <laughs> and then literally all of the Air Buddies movies are all of the animals talk. It's like, what? <laughs> Why? Okay. Yes. But it is my duty to inform you of such spinoffs. Mm. Because I am your host, Aaron Hahn. Joined as always by Jacob Lyson. Brick. <laughs> am I right? <laughs> Aaron, that's not what uh, I normally say. I, I don't remember. No, that's not. It's been a hot minute since we've recorded it's, one of these. It's, it's usually, if that makes sense. Yeah, if that makes sense. Brick, if that it, makes sense. It, it, it somewhat does. Mm. Because we are once again talking about one of the films from the list of 100 movies I made for Lacey to watch. Films that are interesting introductions to a larger world of cinema. And this week, if you couldn't tell from Lacey's failure to remember a quote from the movie... <laughs> But in celebration of the recent release of Star Wars The Last Jedi, we're going to take this time to look back at an earlier film from the director's filmography, uh, Brick. Okay. Was this his first movie? I'm trying to think. It might have been. I know it was very early on, so it was either like the first or the second, but okay. I think it was like at least his first that got like a theatrical release kind of thing okay uh i had no clue what to expect going into this at all like i knew it was called brick <laughs> and i knew ryan johnson directed it and i hit rent and i just started watching it mm-hmm. and i almost wonder if that hurt my experience with it a little bit because it was so oddly jarring at first. I'm like, whoa, okay, wait, what is happening? <laughs> I'm like, okay. It took me a minute. I had to, like, pause it. I ate some dinner for, like, five minutes in. Ate some dinner. Came back. Started it over. And I was like, okay. I'm, maybe I'm in the right mindset now. And that was the right way to do it, I think. I was... I don't know. I don't know what it was about it. I think it was just that it... I wasn't expecting a noir film set in a high school. <laughs> like, I was like, yeah. okay. Like, weirdly self-serious, too. While also, like, finding the comedy in it, which I thought was great. But. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, yeah we'll, we'll talk a little bit about, like, specific moments when, when we get to spoilers. But, yeah, I love how the film just, like, plays all of these tropes completely straight. Yeah. Like, it doesn't... It it doesn't really, like, explicitly acknowledge the oddity of this taking place in a high school setting, 
but then there's just like one particular moment where I just like started cracking up laughing because I it's think, just like such a break from that seriousness. I think it might be the same think, moment. It, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that later. But yeah, it is a very. Uh, it's it, it is kind of I can see it as like a hard to get into film, especially like if you didn't know what to expect going in, because it's very much like trying to play off of certain expectations, like the expectations of a high school set movie and the expectations of a noir movie. Mm-hmm. So I can kind of see like how not knowing that those two things were going to be like colliding would uh, you know take ma- make it harder to adjust to it at right. first. Yeah. I don't know, man. It was weird to start, but I, I got into it by the end. I mean, this is a recommend for me. I think it's, uh, you know, if you like noir films, you're going to like this. I mean, it it's a noir film through and through, so I don't yeah. know. Uh, that's my final statement on it. I'm not going to do the rest of the podcast. You can do it yourself. I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. Well, that's okay because I love this movie, and so I'll, I'll 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 talk about it for thirty minutes by myself. Okay. But um. But no, uh, the reason why I put this on the list is this must have been this must have been like after Ryan Johnson was announced for the Star Wars directing gig. Okay. I feel like. I feel. Uh, I mean, like I know that he was a director I was already aware of because Looper had come out very recently, and I really enjoyed Looper. And so then, but I think it was the announcement that he was going to direct the new Star Wars that made me very much be like, oh, I want to look into what this, what other films he's made. And then I heard about this film Brick, and then I ended. And then when did I watch this first? Oh, I think I did end up just renting it, but but yeah. So this is a film that I just really loved because it's pretty much kind of like it's it's again. I don't remember the other film I used. I made this statement for, but it's like a film that I would very much want to make if I had like the opportunity to make a film, like just that whole kind of the mixing of the high school setting which kind of, like, always fascinated me as, like, a setting for movies, and the noir elements, which, again, noir is, like, my second favorite genre. So it's just... It, it, it basically is, like, I'm, like, watching this, I'm, like, this is a film that I would write. Like, this is... <laughs> yeah. So it's very much a film that has been, like, a source of creative inspiration for me. Just, like... Because I think this is one of the best scripts... I've I've ever like read well like read as in like watch the movie that the film script is based on but you know you know what I'm trying to say but um so yeah so I think this was as as an inspiring screenwriter this is very much a source of inspiration where I'm like this is this is a film I want to learn from because I think it's so it's such a masterpiece of writing. It it, it it does a really good job with the directing as well, but I think writing is definitely the strongest yeah. element here. So With editing at a close second. <laughs> this movie is wonky in its editing, man. I think that's... It is. That, I mean, it, it works for it, but it's also like, man, okay. <laughs> <All> interesting. <laughs> so, 
yeah. So, uh, yeah, this is a film I really love. It's a film I really enjoy, and I thought that you would enjoy, if you didn't enjoy it, at least for a film itself, I thought you would enjoy it as knowing more about the director who just gave us one of the best Star Wars films of all time. Yep, that's our hard stance as well. And uh, <laughs> everyone who says it sucks, uh, you suck. So, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's that's our rebuttal, is that you suck, and we don't want you listening anymore. No, no. No, I'm just kidding. Excuse me. No, hey, no. <laughs> no. Uh, all right, so do we want to get into spoilers then? Yeah. So if you have not seen this movie, recommended by the both of us. And if you have seen this movie, or just don't care, we're going to talk about it now a little in-depth with spoilers. I feel like we got to talk about the moment that made you crack up. Because I think we're thinking of the same thing, but I want to just, you know, make sure. Is it the moment where he's meeting with the pin for the first time? And they're upstairs, and his mom is like, uh, do you want, like, milk with that? Or yes. you got some apple juice? <laughs> That's the moment. It's just, like, so perfect, because this is, like, I don't know, halfway through the film, probably. And we're, like, so dead serious. It's like, oh, drugs and murder and all this. It's, like, it's a high school setting, but this is a really, really dark movie. And then you just, like randomly, like, halfway through this film, is just, like, this very brief moment where you're like, oh, man, these are just, like, high school kids, like, hanging out in their parents' basement the whole time. <laughs> and it's just, like, so, like, unexpected, but it's, like, we should have been expecting it, because that's been the whole movie. <laughs> it's so good. I love I, that thing. That was the moment where I fell in love with this movie. It was, yeah. it was like this is such like a mastery of tone right here. It, yeah, it is great. It is great. There's one moment I, before it that I think kind of yeah. gets close to that, and it's when he's talking to the vice principal or like the actual principal, and he's uh, you know they're talking like he's this grizzled cop who's like coming back into the line of fire for one last job, and like he's like, yeah. oh my god, it's so good. That's that's another great scene. And just... I don't know. This is something I don't normally notice on the first viewing, how a film is shot. But this... Like, this is, like, hard not to notice. Everything is, like, low aiming up. Like, throughout the entire <laughs> movie. And I don't know what that's supposed to say. I feel like maybe I need to see it a couple more times before I'm like, oh, yeah, I get it now. But, like... It's weird that that's the choice. You don't see very many movies do that. So I wonder what mm-hmm. his reasoning for that was. But Yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't really ever try to think of an answer, so I don't know if I want to like, try to come okay. up with something off the top of my head and make me sound like an idiot. Eh, whatever. I could be like... <laughs> I'm trying to think, and but I'm not really coming up with something. I'm like, oh, maybe it's like... They're trying to, it's it's part of the whole making things bigger than they actually are. Like, you know, it's like such a small, like, it's just the small high school setting kind of thing. But, like, everything within this setting is, like, just, like, the biggest deal ever because it is very, like, heavy material and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it could very much be the idea of, like, 
making you feel like everything is still like this really small world, and yet at the same time, it's like the biggest thing ever. Yeah. I was... I don't know why, because at this point I shouldn't have been shocked by it, but when uh, Dode gets his head blown off, I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> this is not the direction I was expecting, for whatever reason. <laughs> so, that happens. Uh, yeah. I, I loved how Joseph Gordon-Levitt plays such a noir cliche in this movie. But it's just so weird watching Joseph Gordon-Levitt play that character for whatever reason. It's just right down to everything. Right down to his, uh, uh, I can't trust you. I can't trust you because you're, you're in too deep. <laughs> so I need my man, at, I need my man in the chair, as Spider-Man would say. And he's like, I need you on the inside. I'm going to go to these pay phones and I'm going to answer that call. And right down to the end where he's confronting the, or forget her name laura or something and he's, mm-hmm. he's like no i know what you did see <laughs> he doesn't say see but like you, it wouldn't be <laughs> but like you feel like he's yeah. going to say yeah. see like, because it wouldn't it's be out of the realm of possibility it felt like it was a guy who's just seen too many noir movies and he's just like this is me now <laughs> like that's the character it's not like it's not like he's written as that character. It is written as, this is what he thinks a person should be. And it's just so great in that way. Like, that's a great yeah. performance there. Yeah, it's, it's almost, it's, it almost feels like, you know, like the whole film is just kind of like his imagination. Like, this is this loner kid who's just watched too many movies. So he's like, oh, this is how, this is the movie of my life now. And, yeah. We've, we've never, like, we don't know also, what that's like. <laughs> we, yeah, we... Do not identify with that character at all. Never. No, no. We we never watch movies. No. It's not we, like we have two friends. And we have a lot of friends. Yeah. So, so many friends. I have three of them. <laughs> or two of them. <laughs> I just counted myself as a friend. That's how many friends I have. <laughs> I have so many friends. If you count myself, <laughs> I'm my best friend. Oh, my God. You know, the, 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 that, was, that was probably the saddest thing you've ever said. On this podcast, I've said <laughs> way sadder things than that. Uh, okay, so... Uh, I loved how this film was shot in its action sequences. There aren't many, but mm-hmm. the one where he fights the football player... I assume he's wearing a Letterman jacket. So I just kind of yeah. assume Brad is his name, I believe. When he just starts fighting him. And there's the one shot where the camera's just set in the middle. And they kind of tug, it, tug of war like back and forth through the shot to the other end. And as soon as they get yeah. out of frame, you hear like a couple punch noises. And then they come back the other way and a couple more punch noises. Like that got a decent chuckle out of me. And I'm like, this is good. <laughs> this is good. And uh, actually... Other than the mom bit, the, the part that got the biggest laugh is when he's, like, putting that back on his Letterman jacket. And he just comes up and just gives him one punch and he goes down. <laughs> and then he just, like, yeah, yeah, and just kind of walks away. <laughs> like, I don't know why. I just, it's just that same thing where I'm like, oh, yeah, he's a little nerdy kid. He just got the crap beat out of him. And then he just comes up and gives one more punch and it takes him down. 
just again kind of feeding into that idea that maybe this is all his imagination because there is no way he took him out right like come on um I loved how, yeah, it, again with the whole, it's a noir film set in a high school, and it has all the noir tropes, and it has all of the high school drama tropes as well. Yeah. And somehow, they meld together in a way that works way too well. Um, like, what's the, uh, I forget her name again. They're very common names, so it's hard to, like, remember them. Uh, but the drama girl, who has all like the the people at her at her, <laughs> like all the freshmen that are at her will, or I can't think of what I'm trying to yeah. say. Like she has them at her command, I guess is what I'm looking for. Yeah. And it's like yeah, we all know about that. <laughs> it's like I oh. don't remember her name, but like I yeah, the stoner. No, the character. The drug dealers. It's just like it all fits like so well. It's like it makes you believe that high school and the real world are just mirrors of each other almost. <laughs> and it's like having gone to high school, again, I don't think you and I had like a normal high school experience going to a Christian. I don't school. think it was not ab- terribly abnormal. No, but like there there is a difference, I think, when I so. And maybe that's just me watching movies and being like, that's what high school's really like. <laughs> it's it's not, but... No, yeah. But, uh, yeah. You know. I just think it's, uh... It's a good movie. <laughs> yeah. I, uh... I saw it coming, man. I was like, Laura's no good. She's bad business. Oh, you saw that coming. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was like... Don't mess around with that Laura. And then I'm like... Well, at the, it's but that's, like, also a noir right, trope. Right, right, right. So, like, you should have probably why, seen it coming. <laughs> and that's why when uh, they have sex, I was like, are they going to do that trope, too? Like, he has sex the night before of, like, the big reveal or whatever. It's, like, in every noir movie. And, like, they do yeah. it, and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, they're really going for it. <laughs> and, I don't know. It's funny. And I love that she's smoking after, too. It's just, like, such a... It's so funny. I don't know. Like, watching this movie, I didn't laugh a lot. But looking back on it, it's, like, a funny movie. It just doesn't want you to think it's a funny movie, which is great. Like, yeah, like, it's such a dark movie. But it's also so funny. And it's just... It's such a great blend. Yeah. And I think if, if we can bring... Star Wars into this a little bit. I think we see that kind of same mastery in The Last Jedi, where it's like such a dark movie, but also it's like the funniest, most kid-friendly Star Wars movie ever. (laughs) And you're like, how does this even work? (laughs) As soon as the porgs show up, you're like, okay. But then, I mean, you grow to love the porgs, so it's like, okay, I'm all right. I, I love the porgs from day one, you know? That, that trailer, that trailer shot, them on the Millennium Falcon, I was all in. I was all in. A little scream. Oh, God, Steve, it plays so well in the movie, too. And I'm just like, yep. <laughs> My pen came apart. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I agree. 
Ryan Johnson, good director. I yeah, guys go and we, I guess we also see that that darkness and comedy balance in his episodes of Breaking Bad too. I, I mean, really, the whole show, but... I haven't seen anything else from Ryan Johnson, but I would be interested in seeing some after Star Wars and The Brick Boy. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think if I... Have you seen Looper or no? Nah. Mm. I would definitely recommend that one. Yeah. I, don't I know think what that's it... the only one, other one of his films I've seen. But... I don't know what it is about Looper, but I've had opportunities to watch it and just like... Alright. Looks kind of bland as far as, like, visual style goes. Which, I don't know if that's just, like, the posters and the marketing material that looks, like, kind of drab. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, There was something I was going to say, but now I cannot remember. Oh! Oh, yeah. Great scene is when uh, Tug, I think is his name, yeah. Yeah. He comes down to the basement when he finds the brick, and then the mirror starts spinning, and he's holding them against the wall. And the way the light just reflects around the room as he's holding them against the wall, I'm like, mm, cinema! <laughs> like it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So. Also, weird seeing a teenage Joseph Gordon-Levitt. It know. is. Like I'm used to seeing kid Joseph Gordon-Levitt from Third Rock from the Sun. And I'm used to adult Joseph Gordon-Levitt. But that weird period, he just looks like a baby old Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And, like, I don't know. I mean, obviously, he's the same person. I was, like, so confused the first time I watched it because I was like, how how old is he? Because he looks like he's just his, like, 25-year-old version of him playing, like, this 15-year-old. And you're like... I don't, I, I, it's creepy, it's like almost like Uncanny Valley, like that they, <laughs> they bring in a massive CGI budget to de-age him. <laughs> well then, uh, Amelia DeRaven, she's in it, yeah. and I'm like, you're supposed to be having a baby on Lost Island. <laughs> like, I don't know what you're doing here, but come on. So, mm-hmm. I think this is the first movie I've ever seen her in, too. So, ever? I think so. I'm trying to think, what else was she in? She was in Carrie, the 2002 Carrie. So. Oh, so okay. not even like any of the well-known ones. Nope, Public Enemies. She's in The Hills Have Eyes, the remake. I think. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Well, yeah, she's not that old. <laughs> but yeah, she's she's basically probably just she went from lost straight into Once Upon a Time, and that was her career. Yeah, I mean, I'm alright with that. Are you alright with Once Upon a Time? Any of us be alright with Once Upon a Time? I liked her on that show. I thought her and the guy, the Rumpelstiltskin guy, they were the best part when I was watching it. I was like, they're a good part of the show. Everything else? Nah. Hook? He was cool. I liked Hook. But... Yeah, they're, they're, all the, all those actors were still still good back when you stopped watching. So yeah, they, they, it got worse. We don't we don't talk about the later seasons. Okay, all right, I'm all right with that. <laughs> I'm I'm still gonna watch season seven when it hits Netflix. Isn't like no one in it anymore? No, yeah, they dropped like the entire cast, so she's so so she wouldn't be in the show anymore either. 
that's right, she isn't. Yeah, that was weird. Something happened. Like, something had to have happened at ABC, because... I think it was a combination of some of them were going to leave the show anyway, and then this because the ratings were dropping, they're like, oh, you know, we're just going to reboot this, and then they wanted to cut down the costs, so they're like, oh, we'll get rid of some of the more expensive actors. Is it, like, a different show now? It's not, like, technically a different show. Like, I, it wouldn't count as a spinoff. It's, like, a Scrubs Season 9 situation. I don't know, Scrubs, so... Oh. Interesting. Weird. Like, it's still technically Season 7 of the show. Right, right, right. But, but like, it's, like, a completely what, different but show. Alright, I know we're, we're hitting a hard turn here, but I really want to know what Season seven's about. <laughs> like, what, what are It's just about, here? like... Henry's in, like an adult now and there's like a new curse and now they're like in Seattle or something and they have different personalities or something. I haven't watched any of it yet because I'm so waiting for it to hit Netflix. But It's basically a spin-off in their own show. It's basically a remake of the show in the same show. Oh my god. Okay. I'm glad I stopped. Like I can't. <laughs> I can't do it, man. I was so excited. Lost is so good. And I was like, ooh, another show from the Lost people, huh? I'm on top of that. And then... No. When they killed Little Red Riding Hood, I mean, the show went down. I mean, come on. Downhill from there. That did happen, right? Or did she just leave? No, she just left the show. And then she comes back like for a few episodes here and there. But She was the only good part. That's all I'm going to say. So anyway, back, back, back to the main talk. Back to Brick. Now, I have a question. Did you watch the Phineas and Ferb when you were a kid? Yes. Is, is this going to be related? Yes. Okay, okay. <laughs> you remember when they're, like, making toys or whatever? That was an episode. And they make, like, the Brick. <laughs> and then the little commercial thing is Brick, 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 Brick. It's fun. <laughs> And that's I don't my think final, I've seen that episode. And that's my final take on this movie. Brick, brick, brick. Brick, brick, brick. Brick, brick, brick. It's fun. <laughs> so. That's, that was a, a, a great, uh, lengthy introduction. <laughs> Wonderful, uh, succinct review. No, yeah. Every time before we talked about this show, every time you brought it up, I just thought of that song in my head because it's so catchy. We will be looking it up after this because I need you to know. But Okay. But yeah, is that is that what you wanna wanna yeah, leave with? That's what I wanna leave on. I have it ranked at Let me get back into my list. I have it ranked at number twenty four behind Perks of Being a Wallflower, ahead of the fly. That might go up. Because just talking about it now, I'm a lot more positive on it than I was after I finished. Like The, more the I movie does it, have an ending, after all. Do you not remember that argument? What, what? What? That you were arguing that The Fly doesn't have an ending? Oh, I was like, when did I mention The Fly? No, yeah, The Fly does not have an ending. That's true. I don't know what, I don't know what you want me to say. It just doesn't end. Yeah, okay, I have it ranked 23rd, uh, behind All the President's Men, and ahead of Memento. Okay. 
I'm all right with that. Now, I feel like no spoilers for Star Wars. Yeah. But I feel like Ryan Johnson has this knack, just from these two movies I watched, to create shots that feel like the ending of the movie, and then the movie just keeps going. Because <laughs> he does it in Star Wars. And then in Brick, yeah. there's the shot where he shuts the trunk with uh, Emily in it. And then I thought that was just going to be the end of the movie. And I mean, of course, there's more. But I'm like, I think I would have been okay if that was the end. I like what's after it. But also... And also with Star Wars. Like, I like the ending of Star Wars, but there was a point where I'm like, if it ended here, I'd be okay with that kind of thing. Yeah, well, we'll, yeah. we'll talk off-air about what that yeah. specific moment is so we avoid spoilers, but... Yeah, maybe that's... If, I hope that's not all you learned about uh, Ryan Johnson's no, directing it's style. Not, but just, I also learned about Brick. <laughs> There's bricks in the movie. So... <laughs> But yeah, uh, we gotta figure out what we're gonna watch next week. Final thing. Sorry oh. about this movie. That I didn't even think. I don't think they swear once in this movie because then at the end when she, he's like, "What did she whisper in your ear?" She, he's like, "She called me a dirty word." <laughs> it's just like, oh, and then you just kind of realize that, like, oh yeah, there's like no swearing in this movie at all. And then when it does happen, he doesn't even actually say what she said. And like, thought that was great. I'm like, oh yeah, these guys are teenagers. <laughs> like another one of those moments. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, and that's another reason why I think this is such a great script is that it's able to balance so much, you know, darkness and heavy material, while I don't, I think it's still an R-rated movie, but like it's yeah. it is very the much still probably. yeah but it's still very much kind of like fitting into that high school movie mold yeah. kind of thing. Alright, so next week, to celebrate the release of Molly's Game, we're going to be looking at A Few Good Men another film written, but not directed by Aaron Sorkin. Right. Aaron Sorkin's directorial debut. Mom's Will game. be Molly's game. Mom's yeah. game, yeah. Heard it's pretty good. Yeah. I'm excited. I think it looks like it'll be alright. I don't uh, think it's going to be like best of the year. No. But I think it's going to be pretty solid. I like Jessica Chastain. I like Aaron Sorkin's Same. dialogue. So, And I, Idris Elba's in it. Idris. Idris Elba is in it. So... I Michael Sarah? No, no, What? Michael Sarah's in it too. Is he really? Yeah. All right. Can't you not uh, wait to hear Aaron Sorkin's dialogue come out of Michael Sarah's mouth? <laughs> okay, I'm more excited for this movie yeah, now. See, there you Before go. we watch that, we'll be watching a few good men. All right, so if you want to find us around the web. You can find Lacey at Jake underscore Lace on Twitter. Find my Jake Lace on Tumblr. His end of the year wrap up will be published soon. Soonish. By the soonish. Time... Yeah, soonish. <laughs> That's all I can say. I don't know when. It'll be by the end of our competition, which I don't know when yeah, it's yet still. Which it probably won't be until January, right. early January. Right. So. But uh, if you want to find David, on well, the main podcast around the web, you can find him at dbex15 on Twitter, dbex with two S's. 
if you want to find me around the web, you can find me at LittleFlameDude on Twitter. You can find me at this clever blog name. is already taken. .tumblr.com. And I posted a review of Star Wars The Last Jedi, if you want to hear more of my thoughts on that. And if you want to find the podcast around the web, you can find us on Twitter at Reboot Already Underway. You can give us a like on Facebook. You can check our episodes out on SoundCloud and iTunes. And leave us a good review, if you like what we say. Oh yeah, I like it. So I'm going to leave us a good review. Is this, is this like your, 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 both your own best friend and your best reviewer? Yep, that's about right. Alright. So, yeah. So, yeah, listeners, uh, please come back next week. Uh, Lacey, Lacey really needs people to listen to this show. Yeah, yeah it's all he's, I have. He's, he's his own best friend. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. But, until next time. Don't think it. Don't say it. Bye-bye, man. Goodbye. I can't see you waving. I can't if they really feel with their hearts. Guys, every time a if, podcast ends... If they ends, believe. Yeah. Every time a podcast ends, just know that I'm waving. There you go. Believe it. You're going to forget, and then you're not going to be waving, and then they're going to they're gonna have false hope. Well, you know what's better than no